Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. And today on the pod, we're doing something a little bit different. Now, usually I have a co-host. Usually this is not a solo podcast endeavor. But if you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know by now that co-host Jacqueline has been laid up by a terrible leg injury and three surgeries spanning the course of a calendar year. Not not even a calendar year, but truly approaching the um, the 18-month point at this point. Now, just today, she was released from the hospital following her third surgery. We recorded our Survivor South Africa weekly content. Go listen to that. But uh, to fill the void, you know, we usually fill our weekends with podcasting together. She's currently in a drug-induced coma, all legal prescription drugs, I assure you. I just had to fill my, my time somehow. And what better way than doing a little solo bolo, shout out to Comedy Bang Bang, trademark solo bolo, Survivor Syracuse coverage. Now, I am a newbie to the Survivor Syracuse world. This is my first season. But I've become quite a fan over the last year myself of uh, the Survivor College content. And I have found myself in a little bit of trouble by not doing enough research ahead of time. The first college Survivor content that I covered with co-host Jacqueline, which you can of course listen to, go find our back catalog, Liberty University. So before I jumped into covering Survivor Syracuse University, didn't want to find myself in the hot water Didn't want to have the surprises that I had myself when I covered Liberty University. So here's a little rundown of Syracuse University. It's a private research university, and I'm not sure what that means. They do or have done some type of research with animals. And it all sounds a little bit ominous, but... Not going to get too hung up on the um, secretive New York private research <laughs> college aspect of it yet. If you know, if the uh, if the challenges, if the immunity challenges start involving like mutant hybrid half man half beast monsters or clones, or you know, they find themselves in some type of uh, subterranean underground lab beneath the university at that point i will be concerned but for right now i'm gonna let that fly against my better judgment but i'm gonna let it fly they do have methodist connections and as i mentioned right off the bat you know my relationship with college survivor with ties to religion not batting a hundred but they are currently non-sectarian which is vote in favor of Survivor Syracuse. Their university is not currently run by a religious, you know, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr.-esque figure. So that's definitely a plus in their column. 
They have existed since 1831. That's 151 years. Their college motto, knowledge crowns those who seek her. Pretty good motto. I'm into it. I think it's fitting for a season of Survivor. The seeking of knowledge is, uh, you know, fundamental to any good game of Survivor, I would say. Now, here's what I really love. We're currently, as a duo, on uh, Jackie's non-drugged-out surgery days, covering Survivor CNU, another current college Survivor season going on. They have a terrible mascot over at CNU. And I don't think I even looked into who Liberty University's mascot is. I mean, definitely some type of Aryan, you know, quote-unquote ubermensch. I do not think Aryans are ubermenches, but you know they think that over at Liberty U. And you know that's definitely their football mascot. CNU, they've got some type of... uh I don't know, Jamestown pirate type figure. But over at Syracuse University, they have the best mascot of any of the three college survivors I've yet to cover. They've got Otto the Anthropomorphic Orange. Now, according to Wikipedia, Otto the Orange is a representation of both the color orange and the fruit orange. Covering the whole orange spectrum. Love that. And I'm just really into really embracing this like kind of postmodern absurdist take on the mascot that it doesn't even it doesn't need to be some type of, you know, you can just go full crazy with it. It can be a color. It can be a fruit. You haven't been intimidated by an orange before. Well, wait until you meet Otto doesn't need to be anything problematic, doesn't need to be anything, you know, shrouded in the uh, overtly racist history of our country. Just fucking go for go for a fruit. Have it be a banana. Have it be Otto the Orange. Best college survivor mascot yet. Desperately hope Otto the Orange makes some type of cameo on the season. Now, Syracuse University... They've got some impressive alumni, including New York Times founder Henry Jarvis Raymond, writer of The Red Badge of Courage, Stephen Crane. And I mean, let's not kid ourselves. The Red Badge of Courage. Do you, how, (laughs) could you want to be Hemingway any harder, Stephen Crane? Boring fucking book, but hell, I know the name of it, so that's something. And then we've got Belva Lockwood, the second woman to have run for president in the United States. One of these fucking badass, awesome women from back in the day, turn of the century, running for president, gotta love her. And then uh, just a, you know, side tangent, Liberty, not Liberty University, I apologize. When I think college survivor, unfortunately, my mind gets mired in the horrible mire that is Liberty University, so I apologize. But Syracuse University has an interesting controversy, and I feel like I'd be amiss not to address it. 
and it is the facilitated communication controversy, which is for 30 years, Syracuse University purported to um, believe in, support, teach classes on facilitated communication, which is the Ouija board-esque I have a disabled person, someone who can't communicate on their own. I'm going to guide their hand to type something or write something. And it apparently plays into something called the odometer effect, which is the subconscious affecting of those Ouija-type situations in your life when you're called upon to, you know, when you subconsciously are thinking that you're not writing something or I mean I guess it really only comes up in Ouija boards or when you're trying to write for a disabled person but anytime when you think that you're being channeled through but you're actually controlling it against your knowledge so they um they purported to believe in that and they supported that line of thought but the saving grace of that story is that the student body newspaper, the Daily Orange, they themselves internally called the university out on it. So, I mean, I appreciate that most definitely. So a little rundown on Syracuse University itself. And, you know, I do have to say here, I've mentioned that my coworker, Jacqueline, is out of commission. So if you're enjoying this so far... Just imagine it being twice as good. And if you're not enjoying it, well, just imagine on episode two there being someone for me to bounce this banter off of. And not just me, you know, dryly on my own, running through things. If you think I've got a lovely podcasting voice, wait till you hear Jacqueline's on episode two. This is also just a backdoor pilot, if you will. We're currently covering multiple other Survivor seasons, but I was really hooked on to the mind-body-soul concept. And, I mean, you know once I do episode one, she's going to have to jump on to episode two. So, jumping right into the episode, the first thing we see is a man speaking to camera at us. And I, being a Survivor Syracuse noob thought that this might be the host but what it turns out to be is we're treated to just a you know four brief introductions to members of who will be the cast we meet adam who has been binging college survivor to prepare himself for his time on survivor syracuse we've got becca who has been prepping for the first challenge she feels like it's going to be a physical challenge, so she's rocking her tie-dye workout clothes. You know, Becca, I love some tie-dye. Big tie-dye guy myself. If you're a fan of Survivor, go check out the current season of Survivor South Africa, where in episode one, there's a little bit of tie-dye controversy. Santoni, who is a South African woman who is rocking the tie-dye when she arrives to Survivor South Africa, is kind of pegged as a like adult child figure because of the embracing of tie-dye. And I think, you know, it's interesting that this is something that crosses cultures and countries. P 
people often have a very interesting reaction to an adult wearing tie-dye. And tie-dye is such a a fun and easy artistic expression that's a... I wonder where that comes from, exactly. And if it's a, a hatred of hippies or a, an idea that hippies are like infantile, drugged-out people. As a tie-dye lover, all very interesting things to explore. Go check out our Survivor South Africa coverage. Now, we also meet Madison, who has a stuffed eagle stuffed animal behind them. And they also talk a bit about bringing sunscreen to the other members of their tribe as a type of peace offering, but in the end, feeling like that might be a little too much. But judging from, you know, the the paleness, the the very vampire-like skin of some of the people I see coming up in the season... And I, I, I think there's even some, you know, some sunburn fear comments vocalized by people. I think you should have gone for it, Madison. You should have brought the sun pe- the sunscreen peace offering. And then we meet Owen, and I immediately like Owen because he's got both the Kendrick and the Kanye posters behind him. I think it's the college graduate. Don't know what the Kendrick poster is from exactly. And then I may be incorrect, but I think uh, my eye spies a Frank Ocean Blonde poster as well. So as far as music chops go, Owen just hard out of the gate. One of the best things about watching College Survivor, aside from seeing the, um, the various campuses and getting to know the campuses of various universities, which is always fun, I love to see the disparate dorm rooms of the cast members. You know, I've talked a bit about LU. You see a lot of American flags. You see some uh, Saturdays is for the boys, Saturdays for the girls type uh, Donald Trump-esque propaganda. In CNU, you see some fun, I don't know, uh, future mom, white lady, uh, You know, wood panel art decorations with like live, life, laugh type, you know, nonsense phrasing. You see some uh, some some wonderful homemade art. And I'm loving Owen's uh, hip hop. Posters, and he's also got a New York sweater. Good stuff. Now, after we meet those four players, we go into a courtyard type shot. It does appear as though this was filmed during the COVID times. The first Survivor content that I have covered, or that Survivor Cast International has covered, filmed during COVID times. We've got some people being very mindfully socially distant, lots of masks on, and there's just this wonderful drone shot going on. We've got this like circular, grassy courtyard, some stone bench seating. And just a great pulled out drone shot that we get just various really great shots from off the bat. Super and super impressed with the uh, production level going on here. Really top notch. Now, speaking of uh, Madison's sunscreen peace offering, there is a, a very pale girl that we see dressed in full black right off the bat. I'm like, damn, Madison, you should have fucking brought that sunscreen, girl. 
as a, you know, a Midwestern paley myself, you bring the sunscreen, you're going to endear yourself to me right off the bat. And then we've got some, uh, some social distant mingling. We find out it's the third season. The host comes out and he speaks specifically to uh, it being a diverse background. They've got people from the East Coast to the West Coast, freshmen's to seniors, although I think no sophomores specifically. And, uh, you know, they mentioned that they started filming in March. And there's just this very triumphant, like, not post-COVID, but we're clearly through maybe the, the COVID hump, although I guess it's March 2020, so... You might think you're through the COVID hump, but definitely not. But just this like this very triumphant like, hey, COVID is a thing that's happening. We're going to do Survivor Syracuse despite it. We're going to socially distant. We're going to be safe. And I, I really appreciate that type of vibe of uh, the perseverance of making something creative that is complicated because of COVID, but persevering through it despite that. So, you know, just really into the, the energy going on so far in the season. Um, there are 18 people. The host, you know, I'm uh, kind of 50-50 so far, but I think he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna win me over. And he gets big on uh, look left and right at these people. One of you will be the sole survivor. But then... He calls some people out. A little bit of a surprise. And who comes out but three former players of Survivor Syracuse. Now, as a, a complete newbie to Survivor Syracuse, this doesn't mean as much to me as it might to other people. But we've got Molly, Mike, and Ryan. Three former contestants coming back again. And Molly is asked why she's back. She didn't make it very far initially. Apparently just the second trial. Mike, he apparently played a game last semester. So real close on the heels. The tip that he gives, don't send fake texts. Uh, <laughs> which is fun. Because apparently there's just a real robust lore the survivor Syracuse. It speaks to some, you know, some post, some past season type shenanigan of Mike trying to be sneaky, sending fake texts. So I think he's definitely a person to keep an eye on. And then we've got Ryan, who is excited to play. Um, this was filmed in 2020. The host then, after, you know, this kind of surprise move, bringing in former players, shocking the current players, these new contestants. He kind of, uh, he narrows in on the theme of the season a little bit. And I appreciate this as well. Asking the players to, to focus on their mind, which is, you know, peaceful and intrinsically open. The body centered on health and strength and bravery and the soul, which is upbeat, spiritual and positive. So kind of, you know, 
those are the themes of the season. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have a rundown of the cast. And we'll jump into the first immunity challenge. And then we'll go from there. course was the Syracuse song parentheses what a great city by the guy who sings songs about cities and towns find him on YouTube that song of course used with his permission now as I mentioned before I am used to having a co-host so if things are a little bit sloppy a little bit you know haphazard as we go through this, you know, please bear in mind that it's usually twice as good. So if this is even barely listenable, don't write the pot off. And you know what? I, I'm not gonna, I'm, I've got no airs. I'm not going to pretend I have had a cocktail or two. So, you know, in that college survivor spirit, we're getting, you know, we're getting turned up. It's Friday night. We're covering Syracuse. So let's talk our three tribes. We've got the Mind Tribe. We've got Molly. We've got Colin. We've got Jen. We've got Carl with a K. Kind of embodying some Carl Tart energy. Love that. Got high hopes for Carl with a K. Kevin with the spoon. Lydia with the peace signs and Sabrina rounding off the mind tribe on the body tribe. We've got Mike. We've got Gabby. We've got Holly. We have Jason, Joe, Madison, and Owen. And on the soul tribe, we've got Ryan, Adam, Becca, Cassidy, Jamia, Lindsay, Zach, and Zach with the CH. So often you see the hard K. I'm loving the CH Zach. So Ryan, right off the bat, he is asked by the host, you're on the soul tribe. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to, to embody the soul? And fair enough, Ryan doesn't really have a good answer for that. 
He responds that it's something his tribe has been grappling with. I find that very interesting. You know, you think of mind, you think of body. They really do have clear parallels. You can really understand the type of person that might be associated with that. Soul is a little bit more ambiguous. You know, you want somebody soulful, somebody who is uh, warm, maybe wise, not as intelligent, not as book smart, and somebody that you like being around, someone who's, uh, I feel like, a creative, artistic bent. I, I'm, I'm curious. I'd love to know what parameters put what person in what tribe. So the body tribe, they don't look terribly physical. And so I'm, you know, again, curious to see how that's going to play off. And jumping into the first immunity, it is a survivor amazing race style challenge. Now scattered around the campus, except for South Campus, for some reason, that must be the, the bad portion of campus, I suppose. There are five stations, flags at next to each station, and you have to, using clues, find each station, at each station is a clue to the next station. You collect all five flags, then you find the final place to go. It is apparently kind of modeled off of The Amazing Race. I've never seen The Amazing Race, but I, I can imagine how it's taking you know, some directions from that. The teams immediately kind of, you know, they group up, they start to strategize. There's some really amazing drone shots here. The drone really pulls out. You see this whole courtyard. And, I mean, you just see these little clusters of people running off, starting to look for these flags. And it's just a really nice overview of Fucking Survivor Syracuse is kicking off. Here we go. Here's your tribes. Here, you know, they're off. Love it. Drones are are such a, a, a wonderful asset to modern fan-made Survivor content. If you can't rent a crane, which who amongst us could? Getting that, that overhead aerial view, those type of shots... And fairly inexpensively, really wonderful. I mean, that and cell phone camera technology just truly pushing forward the creation of Survivor fan-made and college particularly content. Those two innovations. Now, they all start off with some type of clue. And one thing I love about this as the first immunity challenge, I had mentioned before that I love to see the the college dorm rooms of the Survivor contestants on the College Survivor series. I also love getting to know the campus. And this is such a good way to showcase the campus, to get to know the campus. The campus really always being, you know, that that fourth or third tribe. You know, that extra character, just like any movie shot in New York. New York is really a character itself, right? You know, if we're, if we're going super pretentious film school, art school type talk, 
really the campus is the fourth tribe in this iteration of College Survivor. We start with the body tribe, and, uh, you know, it's funny. Everyone runs, everyone starts off just sprinting, and someone on the body tribe makes the comment, we don't really have to run. You know, it's not like we're in a race. We're just looking for flags. Of course, it behooves us to move quickly, but if we're just running for no purpose, let's not run. And uh, there is a bit of like a, a Blair Witch type vibe going on of lots of running, the filming being through cameras, lots of like out of breath, like, oh, where am I going? What am I doing? Type vibes. Um, and, you know, for the most part, the kids, they seem like they know their campus. They're, it's just a fan-made college survivors often struggle keeping these type of things dynamic. This challenge maybe does go on a little bit long, but, you know, some of the highlights is uh, a phone gets dropped, um, Soul, they find a flag early on. There is, a, you know, there's some loose mask-wearing procedures going on here. A lot of uncovered noses, some uncovered mouths as well. I can understand that when you're Playing College Survivor, running around, it must be tough to be super strict on the mask adherence. A little disappointing to see right away in the first episode. I think it is kind of mostly contained to the Soul Tribe and maybe just a few members of the Soul Tribe. There's a, there's a clue centered around Lincoln being the 16th president. Again, it's kind of hard to recap because it's mostly just them running around oh, this tribe has this many flags of five. That tribe has that many flags of five. Um, you know, there's a clue centered around Lincoln being the 16th president. It's very hot out. It's 95 degrees out. Um, it's mostly just them running around the campus. Now, they do run across who are apparently some former contestants on Survivor Syracuse. We run into Abby and Oliver, and one's a woman, one's a dog. I'm not going to, you know, assume who. Kind of hope Oliver's the woman, Abby's the dog. And they also run across Mitch, who is apparently a season two icon, which got me thinking, who are your Mount Mitchmores, you know? Your Mount Rushmore of Mitches, who are the, the great Mitches of history? I mean, surely we've got Mitch from Survivor Syracuse. We've got to go Mike Mitchell of the Doughboys and Birthday Boy fame. Hmm. And then, you know, you've got two more spots to fill. Who are the other great Mitches of history? Not Mitch McConnell, surely. Um, Mitch, not, not many great Mitches throughout history if you can think of another great mitch get at us at the pod hashtag who's that mitch and then so again it's 95 degrees out they're running around campus they're trying to find flags 
the music gets really manic and kind of crazy. They're just slowly collecting flags apiece. Everyone's very sweaty. And it gets to the point where of the three tribes, they, they've got four flags. They each start getting to the last clue. And the clue is essentially, bitch, you're super fucking thirsty. Where on campus are you going to get something to drink? And the body tribe are the first to five. The mind tribe at that point have four out of five. And the soul tribe, there's completely who knows what's going on with the soul tribe. And this last clue, which is, you know, you're thirsty, go back to somewhere near to where this whole thing began. It's very elusive. It's very vague. It's a real stumper. Is it the watering hole? They've got this huge, big, beautiful campus, and you get, you know, you get to see a lot of it, but it being such a, a diverse and large campus, I feel like that plays a little bit into the various tribes' difficulties and narrowing down where exactly to go for this final clue. So, you know, everyone's running around. Soul when they get their final clue, it seems like they might have a little bit more of an inkling of where to go. The water tower. The water tower is apparently near where this whole thing began. And so they start to move towards the water tower. And as they go towards the water tower, a classic 80s song begins to play. Now, it's an 80s song that I have a lot of fondness for. And it goes a little something, you know. Now, do not worry. Anchor, being affiliated with Spotify, we can play all this music completely legally. My brother actually walked down the aisle to the song. But as the soul tribe, the undefined tribe, the tribe still searching to define themselves and to know exactly where they're working from, despite all of that confusion and uncertainty, they are the first to get the final flag based off someone watching the sunset every night there is some member of the soul tribe who watches the sun descend every evening they know that the final place to go is at the water tower and following the beautiful invigorating tunes of europe they head to the water tower and they are the first to lock in their immunity safety and because we're working with three tribes of course the second tribe will also be saved and the third tribe will be going to tribal now we cut back to the body tribe 
And someone on the body tribe, after pondering over this final clue for quite some time, they, oh, okay. What's that tower-like structure that's filled with water? You know, the clue is all about quenching your thirst. And right near the beginning of where we started, this is the water tower. It finally clicks. The body tribe goes to the water tower. Oh, shit. Body number two. And the mind tribe, extremely ironically, unable to parse it out, unable to figure things out. They are the last to make it to the water tower. First and second place goes to the mind. I'm sorry, goes to body and soul. Mind gets third. Body and soul. They get clues to the idol. And mind is going to tribal. Now we're only 30 minutes deep into this supersized Survivor Syracuse mind body soul coverage. It's 3 a.m. Minnesota time. And as I'm sure you can tell, I'm a couple of drinks deep. I hope that I've been able to properly convey to you the excitement. I mean, this this campus is amazing. This tribe seems on point. The production level of this season. Truly unmatched, possibly outside of Survivor New York itself. We're going to complete continue plowing through this episode. And if you're bored, if you think this is like really just missing that that second that second secret element, well, you know, I got to tell you Buster, hold on to your babies because my co-host Jacqueline Doyle, the banter, the chemistry that we bring, it is unmatched. So if, if this is even barely listenable, just you wait until episode two when we've got the secret sauce of Doyle added into the mix. And if you are enjoying it, well, just imagine it being twice as good. So I've only watched up to this point. We're about 20 minutes into the episode, 25 minutes, and we've already recorded, you know, 40 minutes of content. And that just goes to show you how intense this season is going to be. So when we come back, we'll be jumping into the second third of the episode. Everything post-immunity, pre-tribal. And here's a little bit of Europe to bring us through the gap. We're leaving together. But still we stand strong. Crazy that this band is named Europe, right? Here it comes. Here it comes. They just, you know, do they even make music like this anymore? This music both, it's funny to, as a 30-year-old man, reminisce that they don't make music like this anymore, 
because this song predates my existence. We're headed for Venus, and still we stand strong. You know, I think the last, before we go to break, this is going to turn into a final countdown commentary. With so many light years to go and things to be found. This is like a crazy hard sci-fi track. The final countdown. Now, if you're feeling worried about any type of legal issue here, just know that we record through Anchor Podcast, which is owned by Spotify, giving you access to a full catalog of any music offered on Spotify to throw into your podcast. So that's right. I mean, you can talk right over Europe's tasty guitar licks on your podcast about Survivor Syracuse. And I mean, you get a little drunk on a Friday night, you can be as indulgent as you want. You can play the whole damn song and talk right over it. It's the final countdown. All right. Since we're doing this, since we're just playing Europe and talking over it. On our normal Survivor New York coverage, we name our five borough buddies. The five contestants that we think are our top five people. And truly, we haven't gotten to know the people from Survivor Syracuse well enough yet. But I'm going to do... In the last couple seconds of Europe here, we've got 40 seconds of the song left. I'm going to name five Burrow Buddies in that time before we throw it to break. All right, so I'm going to go Jen from the Mind Tribe. I'm going Mike from the Body Tribe. Ryan from the Soul Tribe. Becca from the Soul Tribe. That's four. And Jamia from the Soul Tribe. Jen, Mike, Ryan, Becca, Jamia, you are my final five, my Europe endeavors. I couldn't think of another good Europe word. And this is our sloppy Survivor Syracuse coverage that we will be coming back to covering everything post-immunity, pre-tribal, when we're back. Welcome back. Now, I think we did a time check-in at some point earlier in the pod, but it is now 5 a.m., 
and I think I've just learned the folly of trying to record without my tried and true podcast compass co-host Jacqueline Doyle. Things truly got off the rails early on, and we never quite recovered. A little beyond the torch moment, uh, the fire alarms went off at some point due to some unknown issue occurring outside. You know, 4 a.m., 3 a.m. in the suburbs, some brush fire began and my fire alarms went off. Of course, I'm only two-thirds through. I'm at the uh, the 47-minute and 35-second point of Survivor Syracuse, Mind, Body, and Soul. It's 5 a.m. I'm moderately intoxicated. And uh, Lord knows that this episode just might not get finished. Of course, that was Aesop Rock with their uh, their wonderful hit, uh jumping coffin to lead us back in and of course all of the notes i took are you know at least an an hour or two old at this point so they're not going to make a lot of sense to me but together we're going to parse this out and you know i've been teasing quite a bit that by episode two the ep- you know, this coverage would be at least 50% better because my co-host Jacqueline would be on the pod. And I'm thinking by this point, we're just going to have to recover this whole first episode as well. So this is going to be like Uncle Honky's, you know, dark cast, secret pod, lost episode of uh survivor cast international and jacqueline and i are most definitely gonna have to recover this episode together because even her trip down on painkillers would most definitely be better than whatever this is gonna turn out being but just to let's do the best we can let's see what let's see what we end up with right so the body tribe, right? Okay. The body tribe, they seem athletic. And it, it, it leaves me wondering what tribe between body, mind, and soul would I find myself on? And I think most definitely it would have to be soul. That kind of nebulous, ill-defined, maybe once upon a time, a younger version of myself would find himself on the mind tribe. And I mean, honestly, from how the Mind Tribe is uh, performing so far, maybe that would be well-suited for myself. But uh, Body Tribe? No. Uh, Not going to work out at this point in life. But Soul? You know, I've got Soul, but I'm not a soldier. You know, I love the killers. I could get into that. So... Lindsay on the Soul Tribe. She is unhappy to be there. It's the one tribe she wishes she was not on. She's getting bad vibes from Becca. And I that kind of comes about from this, this comment about a showman's turning up and 
Apparently on every other season of Survivor Syracuse, a showmance has occurred. So, you know, the spotlight is looking for a showmance. But there's this comment that there's a Ken, there's a Barbie, two people are being shipped. Despite, you know, they're both blonde and Ken and Barbie are not both blonde. But it's kind of rubbing people the wrong way. So, you know, Lindsay kind of on thin ice because of that. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, on the latest episode of Survivor South Africa, Pinty is kind of pegged as this domineering, super aggressive woman. And that's going on here as well. And this question emerges of, uh, can you be loud and outgoing as a woman without being branded as a quote-unquote bitch, as being, like, seen as too sharp-edged? Is that... How hard is it to be a woman playing Survivor who isn't coat, you know, you know, doesn't have like a man to cowtail to. It's just so often if you're a woman in the world who isn't completely adhering to, I don't know, I guess like if you're a woman who is crossing gender barriers as far as how you express yourself in the workplace or the survivor place. There's definitely, it's a minefield as far as not like stepping on the toes of the more macho people. And it's something I've seen for sure in the American workplace. Just to, to leave it at that. All right, so moving on. Zach, he goes to Target post-immunity, and he's getting himself a selfie stick. Becca and Lindsay, they uh, they start to form an alliance. I do have a note here that Becca's eyebrows are on point. I don't remember who it was exactly from Survivor Liberty Union, but go back and listen to our Survivor Liberty University coverage. There is also somebody whose eyebrows are on point all season, and you're definitely, you know, your energies are aligning with them, Becca. So Zach, who goes to Target and he gets himself a selfie stick, he's got hard, sweet life of Zach and Cody, the Disney TV show vibes going on here. Not necessarily loving it. Uh, but Zach does find the idol. His phone dies, so we unfortunately do not get footage of him finding the idol. But you know that's kind of that's the uh, that's the game you're playing with the with the Survivor college coverage. You're relying on these flaky college students to charge their phones. Again, I don't think there's any digital camera coverage going on here. It seems like it's all cell phone coverage. So, you know, you have to kind of be happy with what you get. Uh, so jumping over to the body tribe. Uh, Mike from the Snakes and Secrets season. Very interested to jump back and see some of these older 
Syracuse seasons because the production value is so good. And Snakes and Secrets, that seems like quite the interesting dichotomy to place upon a season. Curious what that was all about. Uh... I do have a note here that the returners have each other's backs. Now, I think that stems from the three people who are returning to Survivor Syracuse. They seem to have this implicit understanding between each other that they do not want to be the first people voted off. That there is, by nature, a target on their back. And just because they're returning players, they don't want to be voted out for that reason alone. I'm totally, you know, I get that. It seems like a totally fair strategy. Um, I guess, you know, I'm totally fine with the returning players having each other's back and having this level of looking out for each other. It would be quite the bummer for them to be voted out on that reason alone. Babe. Okay, babe. Really, yeah, really feeling the, uh, gosh, here I go referencing him and I can't even, oh boy, lost episode for sure. Here I am referencing that famous 90s comedian, babe. Hey, babe. All right, babe. Yeah, he used to be the SNL weekend update person. Hey, babe. The whole babe thing, and now he's like an ultra-conservative. Mm. Hashtag uh, cancel Cody co-host. Get at us with whatever that comedian is. But moving right on here. Uh, Holly, with the pink hair, has great posters in her dorm. We've already mentioned a few times on the pod that we love, as part of the Survivor College content that we get to see, a little insight into those college babies' dorms rooms. You know, see what posters they're hanging on the walls. What music, what movies. A little insight into the youth of today. Always a fun little touch. Now, Holly, I do have a note here. She's got scanner eyes. If you don't know what that means, go and watch the David Cronenberg classic Scanners. Holly has the same eyes as the main character. And if you've seen the movie, her having those eyes, it has disturbing implications. Is Holly a scanner? I mean, the opinion of Survivor Cast International is yes. So watch out for Holly because she's probably the first in an oncoming wave of telepathic, genetically messed with super babies uh gabby so okay okay gabby has crazy posters in the back of her room uh there's a clue between the uh learning landmark and the body soddy uh there's some uh some dolly parton posters going on uh, lots of uh, TV and film majors in this season. Tons of TV and film majors. Really got me thinking about TV on the radio. Do the youth still listen to TV on the radio? 
I certainly hope so. Uh, Madison is just unabashedly looking for idols at this point. Um, Jason's his, his legs hurt. He's sleepy. He's sweaty. Um, his bandana feels safe. My notes are not making sense at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 5 a.m. My co-host has a broken leg. I've been drinking Honey Jack. I'm trying my damnedest to cover sur Survivor mind, body, and soul. And I mean, you're catching me at the end of my rope. My notes aren't even making sense to me. I'm just going to read my notes verbatim. And let's, you know, together. I know you love the pod. Let's, let's see what we get here. Madison, unabashedly looking for idols. That's clear enough. Awkward to message Jason and Mike with an arrow pointing upwards to the Madison note. Unsure what that means. Jason, tired, legs hurt, sleepy and sweaty, bandana feels safe. Hmm. Sleepy and sweaty bandana feel safe. Owen. Lots of TV and radio majors. Talking to body. Billy, Joe, and Mike seem strongest. Some crazy. Symbology chart. Nightbreed. Clive Barker. So at some point there was this uh this crazy chart on the wall, and I had recently on Shutter hashtag Shutter hopefully they sponsor us watched the uh the Clive Barker classic Nightbreed, and this weird symbology chart just got me thinking about that, thinking about Nightbreed, go and watch the 1990 classic Nightbreed, you'll see what I mean. All right, and then uh, Holly Energy, hashtag Soul and Cassidy, Body and Mind, Kevin. Yeah, these notes are just unintelligible. So, you know, it's 5.07. Starting to sober up. We've covered about two-thirds of the episode, roughly. We've made it past immunity. Let's going to take a look, a little note. Look at my notes here. Let's see, who won immunity? Bitch, you're thirsty. That was the last clue. Okay, okay. So body came in second place, and that means soul came in first place. So body and soul leaving mind going to tribal. Let's take a break here. As sobriety overtakes us in the early morning hours without our dear co-host Jacqueline Doyle, let's wrap up our coverage on this, the lost episode of Survivor International, and hopefully bring it to a safe landing, this airplane that we call the podcast. Clear and beautiful analogy. Here we go.
Welcome back. It is 6.40 in the morning, and I've roused my co-host. We have the music of Pinback, their song Syracuse, playing. Oh, that's why you chose this song. And I've got to tell you, Jackie, my coverage of episode one of Survivor Syracuse, Mind, Body, and Soul has truly gone completely off the rails without your guidance as a co-host. Well, I'm assuming that doing it like in between intermittent naps between like midnight and 6 a.m. might also have a place in that. While drinking. Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> the fire alarm went off at some oh point. Oh my God, what the, that was like early. I, I still haven't figured out quite what happened here. Well, and I have my notes for the last third of the episode. Love it. I have no notes on anything because I watched like two minutes at the end. So just the two minutes that you saw, any thoughts on Survivor Syracuse, Mind, Body, Soul so far? Open to rewatching this episode with me at some point? Absolutely open to rewatching. Are we covering? Like, are we going to do a weekly coverage of this? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if we want to tack on another. Where I'm like, we're already doing a four four different survivors. It's gonna be under the the Shadow Cast brand, just you know, out on those crazy four a.m. moments when you you just need to record some survivor. This might be some like avant garde, truly incomprehensible type stuff. I love it. So, um, but the host, the host looks awesome. The very, host does look awesome. Very. Um, very commanding of like a very commanding presence. I appreciated that. Um, I think I disliked the girl that just got voted off. Like she seemed kind of like fussy. Okay. So glad that she's gone, I guess. This is the mind tribe. Okay. So mind, body, soul. How do we, how are we differentiated? How are we put into these categories? What's, what's going on with that? I vaguely remember being intoxicated at some point and the host giving some type of rundown of like, these are the things the mind tribe, these are the things that the soul tribe, and these are the things that the body tribe should keep in mind. I wonder if they like took a personality test or something and got separated. I will tell you, it's never very clear on why, who is put into what tribe. That's just weird to me. So the notes I have here... 90 minutes too long. I do think that it's pretty audacious for your first episode as a fan-made Survivor Series to be a full hour and a half long. Well, and also it it really... I'm assuming that there's a lot of just, like, talk. Well, honestly, the immunity challenge, which is uh, a Survivor amazing race play what where they utilize the entire campus and they have to find flags and it's fun to watch oh cool takes up a huge amount of the episode oh good but um another note i have here is matt recognizes madison dot 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 shame question mark i don't know who either of those characters are i don't know what that means at all (laughs) (laughs) um Joe, as confusing slash long-winded as me, is another note that I have. So Love apparently it. Joe is confusing and long-winded. Probably just talks around something and yeah. spirals inward until it hits the button. Really circles the point. Says I've, the same thing a thousand times until landing on the 
I've really gotten to know that about you. Yeah, it's definitely the way I speak. I imagine what listening to me for the hour plus that this podcast coverage is going to be. Um, so then the Mind <laughs> Tribe, uh, there's a ton of people who are um, TV and radio majors on this season. They're for like what? TV radio majors. In any specific tribe or just in general? Just the season overall. Maybe. I mean, what is the host? You know? I don't know the if host. If the host has a major, then I wonder if that's how, you, you know, you've got friends in classes. Interesting thought, and, yeah. Yeah, I bet that's kind of how it stems. Um, Colin, he's a real wet blanket, and he looks like Ganon from Zelda, is another note that I have here. I'm just going to be reading off my drunken notes. That's perfect. I love it. I'm going to just... Okay, Ganon, though? Ganon? How does he look like Ganon? Well, you've only played Breath of the Wild. Yes. Where Ganon is like a weird, amorphous blob. Yes. But that's why I'm very confused. He's often depicted as one of the Gerudo, one of the, the women of the desert. But a male version of that. Okay. So kind of like a prominent brow, severe nose. You know. Yeah, very vicious looking. Um, Jen, she is a police studies and Spanish major. So weird comp. Worrisome majors, good vibes is my notes hmm. on Jen. Well, maybe Jen is trying to use Spanish to work in a Latinx community. Is Jen white though? Yes, mm. I think so. I can't say for sure. I don't remember. If police are a thing, they absolutely should be from the community in which they are policing. Yes, I mean, no matter what Jen's but ethnicity... fuck the police and abolish them. Hashtag fuck the police, hashtag abolish the police. But the thing is, like, I guess if Jen is going to be a cop, her knowing spanish no matter what her ethnicity like it's only it's helpful it's only a net positive to be a cop that also knows like even if you shouldn't be a cop if you're a cop that knows spanish you're slightly better than a cop that doesn't know spanish right yeah um <laughs> jen also speaks to covid and how overwhelming it's been and how you know this is march 2020 so fuck these college this is kids right at the beginning of it who are wearing masks and like mm -hmm. you know trying to play the survivor game and doing a pretty good job there are some funny moments where like some improper mask usage goes on really well i mean there's like there's totally a scene early on where like two people in the shot one has their like upper lip and full nose exposed and e another person not wearing their mask right whatsoever uh um, they should call it right there. Put on your mask the right way. Let's see. Lydia. Lydia kind of makes this point of like, if you're asked to be an alliance, no matter what other alliances you have going on, and no matter what you say yes, even if it is like part of the game. Absolutely. Because if you, I feel like if you turn down, and this comes, this came up in Survivor South Africa as well with Anisu, I feel like. Um, just being like, okay, if. If someone approaches you about a fucking um, group, what, what word? Being an alliance. An alliance, thank you. Um, if someone approaches you about being an alliance, you can't tell them no because then you become the target for whatever oh, alliance they are in. Yeah, it's like the only way you could ever think about telling someone no to being in an alliance is like, I'm so firmly in my alliance with the numbers 
that I'm so comfortable being like, fuck you. I don't want to work with you essentially. But that's but still... even even doing that is such such an abrasive thing to do that it'd be crazy even with the numbers, right? You always kind of like throw that person a bone. Right. Um, Carl is a broadcast journalism major, made me think of the song uh What's the Frequency Kenneth by REM. And then getting into tribal uh fab five. So how much of this episode was um virtual and how much of it was in person so there's a little thing that comes on screen that says pre everything is non-virtual and then right before tribal a little note comes on screen letting you know that pre-tribal covid cases at uh syracuse university have spiked Mm. so they had to do tribal fully from their virtual through zoom from that point okay so it makes me really wonder what What the the rest of the season will be like because i mean beginning of the episode it's like this very triumphant like we're emerging despite covid it's march 2020 we're gonna do this thing despite that we're social distancing we're wearing masks we're gonna do it right and it seems like they do a pretty good job but it's like fuck it's crazy to watch it you know, June 2021. Right. Knowing it was filmed March 2020 and to know everything in between. Oh my gosh. But oh, um people in the show. I'm sorry about the future you're about to embrace. <laughs> so tribal held on Zoom like we talked about. Uh the host was doing a good job. Kevin's wearing a Yankee shirt. Uh his notifications go off during tribal. Uh Lower left nosebleed, question mark. I don't know what that means. What? I have no idea what that means. And then I have statistics <laughs> girl should go, question mark. Who's statistics girl? Not sure. But what it comes down to is Jen gets four votes. Sabrina gets one. Um, The host, I have a note here that he reminds me of Jacob from Twilight. Hashtag hey. team Jacob. I could see that. And Jen is the first person voted off of episode one of Survivor Syracuse, Mind, Body, Soul. Awesome. I mean, not for her, but. Yeah. So what a crazy ride we've gone on together. And I think Jacqueline and I may recover this episode. Maybe not. Depending. I definitely need to rewatch it. Yeah. You get a little taste. Mm hmm. And with that, have a beautiful day. All right. Cool. So